when Arthur is at his best, and I think that with the right support of his coach and uh, and a reliable tactical system, he's he's likely going to to become one of the world's best midfielders. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Italian Football TV. We are here, well, you don't see the other person yet, but we all know that Arthur is going to Juventus, which is why we brought our good friend Rafael into this so he can talk a little bit about this. But before we even start, I'm probably saying it wrong. Rafael, how do you pronounce Arthur's name? Because I'm most likely saying it wrong. Hello, everyone. It's a pleasure being here. Actually, the pronunciation of Arthur's name is just Arthur. There's no big... There's no big secret. It's Artur Melo. Okay. It's not well, Arthur. That's pretty simple. That's pretty... I, I, I'm sure I can uh, remember that. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you do? And uh, what do you do on social media? Yeah. So basically right now I am in quarantine. Quarantine like everyone else. Uh, but I usually work with marketing and construction. I, I actually haven't worked as a football journalist for a few years by now. And I, I was the owner of one of the biggest Barcelona-related websites on the web, Group 14. But we had to stop for a while after we, we, pick, we, we picked a, a few bigger fights than we could handle with the Barcelona board. Wow, okay. So, so and also you were telling me before you're from Sao Paulo, Brazil, right? Yeah, right. Okay, and uh, you're a big Barcelona fan, so I wanted to start the conversation we all know Artur now is almost 100% going to Juventus. Uh, what do you think about this as a Barcelona fan? And what do the Barcelona fans in general are thinking about this, that, uh, that he's going to go to Juventus? Are they happy? Are they sad? And tell us why. Well, right now the situation is a stance. Artur actually resi resisted Juventus' approaches for over a month, but it comes to a point where, where the club really made it clear that he, he isn't wanted at the club. So he, so he's leaving. He's definitely joined, joining Juventus. It's not going to change anymore. It might be official in the next few days, or it might be official in, in August. In August is not clear yet. But Barcelona fans in general really love our tour, and there's there's a real uproar among the fan base, especially on social media regarding our tour because. He was clearly the best young midfielder the club had until Frankie de Jong signed. So there's a bit that Artur is a bit similar to how Xavi plays. So there's an overall feeling among the fan base that his talent has been wasted and he's going to succeed elsewhere. Wow, wow, wow. That's a lot of info. Okay, first of all, that was a great piece of information. I don't... Me or Marco don't know any, really anything about Artur, so by you saying this, this helps a lot. Um, what kind of, uh, why do you think, first of all, you, the main reason, like you were saying, because uh, De Jong took his place, is that the only reason that uh, he would be going? Like, is he not getting enough playing time or something like that? No, this isn't about playing, uh, playing time at all. This is about balancing Barcelona's financial books because since the Neymar, since Neymar left, it's been really hard for the Barcelona board to replace Neymar. So they actually spent spent too much money on Dembele and Coutinho, and both and both didn't work out so, uh, well so far. And I don't think they will. So basically, last summer Barcelona wanted to sign Griezmann. They actually had a document signed with the player that they were obligated to sign him. So they they went there and they actually they asked a, a bank 
a bank or a fund, I, I don't recall exactly, uh, in, in the U.S. to lend their money, to, to lend their money to sign Griezmann. So basically the, the club is, is re in really bad shape when it comes to finances and they need to balance the books in some way. The, the way that they manage to, buy, the, to balance the books or at least help balance them is these strange swaps. So basically last summer, We had Silesin, the goalkeeper. He wanted to leave and Barcelona swapped him with Neto from Valencia. So Silesin uh, went to Valencia for around 30 million and Neto signed to Barcelona for 30 million. So Barcelona could put that they had another 30 million profit at the end of the, the fiscal year. So they're going to do the same thing with Artur. They're going to send Artur to Juventus and Juventus are going to send us Pjanic. So it's another 60 or 70 million to balance the books. Wow, that, that's pretty crazy. I just had a question. Isn't it, isn't it insane that one of the best teams in the world, best teams in world football ever, is having trouble with the financial issues and balance in the books and stuff? Like, do you find that crazy also? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's not only cra crazy, but it's enraging because... Barcelona actually turned, uh, it, it became the, the first club to actually have a 1 billion overall uh, income last summer. So it wouldn't be possible if you looked at, at the Barcelona numbers to, to be this bad financially. But yeah, it's happening and it's a consequence of badly mismanagement by the board. It's not about the club being financial and healthy for decades or anything like that. The club is actually in financial dire straits because the board has actually spent uh, too much on players and sold them too badly. Wow. Wow. So, yeah, there's a situation there. We know there's a lot of other clubs, too, that are having financial problems like that. But thanks for clarifying that because there was a lot of uh, misconceptions on what's going on, if they're doing it for financial reasons, but you clarified it. I want to go back to Artur. Uh, so I want to talk a little bit about how uh, his appearances this season. Did he play a lot this season or he was mostly on the bench? And uh, what's his best position that you think he plays in that he'll excel in at Juventus? Well, Artur didn't have, he's not having a, a good season, I think. He, he's actually struggling a lot with his fitness and with playing time. But it's mostly because of the, of the trouble that he's got, he, he got into last last year he actually went to Neymar's party just a just a day before a Barcelona match and then he went something like riding a snow uh, snowmobile or a something something like that or a jet ski I don't I don't recall exactly what but he, he shouldn't be doing that because of contractual issues right Play, players can do any any dangerous sports so basically he he he's not he's not being as good as he was last season because He, his last, last season, he was simply incredible and he still has a few stamina problems. So basically, if you want, to talk, if you want me to talk about Artur's flaws, it's basically that he, he, he rarely lasts enough to play 19 minutes constantly. He, he gets tired too easily. He has to work on that. And he has a few indiscretions like partying, but it's not severe. He, he only went to a few parties It's not. It's nothing to be. It's nothing that Juventus fans should be should be worried about. Okay. Yeah. Because actually, 
now that you brought that up, that was one of the questions too, how you were saying, because uh, Messi actually uh, congratulated him when he first joined and saying that he was one of the better talents that he's seen. But uh, there was talking about off the field incidents, like how you were saying with the jet ski or whatever it was. Uh, so you're saying it just happens here and there and it's nothing that, uh, the U of fan should be worried about. That's correct, right? Absolutely not, because the moment that he lands in Italy, he will know that he has to prove himself again. And I don't think Italy has as many, as many especially Turin, they, they don't have as many distractions that, Bar that the city of Barcelona has. So there, there's a plus for Juventus. Okay, yeah, I get what you're saying. Uh, there's a lot of sun in Barcelona. In, in Torino, it's kind of cold up there with the mountains, and uh, it's it's pretty snowy. So unless he goes on a snowmobile, they should probably be good, right, Rafa? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, great. And now I just want to talk about the, the Pjanic move, uh, how they're saying Pjanic to Barcelona. What do you think about that? And do you think uh, Miralem Pjanic will be starting for Barcelona? Or is it going to take some time, be on the bench, and then start implementing from there? What are your thoughts? Honestly, I don't know because the situation with Pjanic, it's more about him coming to Barcelona to balance their books than actually needing him. Not that he's, he's a bad player. He's having an irregular season too. He's not a bad player, but he's another player that's 30 years old or over and... The average age of Barcelona squad is a bit high, so it's it's a bit of a strange signing by all means. That if you don't know that Barcelona needs Barca needs to balance their books, you won't understand it. So when when you say about him starting, I think that he could become a starter and maybe he will be important for for like two years, but not not much beyond that. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I get what you're saying. He is a little bit older. Uh, so that's why I was going to bring up, uh, do you think it, it would be a fair deal? Because it would be Pjanic plus the 10 million for the deal. And uh, Artur is, what, 23 years old? So he's like seven years younger than Pjanic. What do you think about that swap? Other, just the players, not like the financials of it. Just being like, do you think it's fair based on the talent of Artur? Honestly, no. It's, it's an awful deal because when you look at Artur, like... Like you said, he's seven years younger and he might last or play for uh, at the top level for another 10 years. So basically, Juventus are, are, are being very smart. They're actually using Barcelona's bad financial situation to actually make another statement signing. Because I, I don't think that Artur is going to start for Juve right away. But he's definitely going to make uh, an impact in the long term, especially if, if Sahi stays. Wow, okay. I mean, uh, I, I'm surprised that you said that because I, I feel like Pjanic is a good player overall, but he hasn't been having a good season with uh, Juventus. So maybe he'll be playing better at Barcelona, but I'm pretty sure Artur is going to be starting at Juve because their midfield has been symbolic the past few seasons. And I, I feel like he's going to walk in the lineup, even though you said he might take some getting used to. If you've seen Juve this season or the past few seasons, They've been horrendous in that midfield, and that, that's the biggest thing they needed. So I, I'm sure he'll get some playing time. No, no, I was just going to agree with you. Absolutely, yeah, Ju Juve has, has, has had some midfield problems for a long while, and he, as you said, maybe he will, might just walk into their midfield. Yeah, that, that's what I'm thinking. I think that's the only logical thing, because Pjanic was the only decent midfielder. Now Bentancur 
who's uh, at Juve, he's doing a little bit better. But the past few couple years, it's been Pjanic that's been carrying all the weight on his shoulders. And now it looks like Artur is going to be uh, Juve's new midfielder that's going to be a starter. I just want to go with one final question, uh, so I don't take any more of your time. You're Actually, you're talking a little bit about it before, and you're tweeting about it also. You're talking about how Artur could be like the next Xavi. Tell us a little bit more about that, because all the Juve fans are excited uh, that a new midfielder like that could really help them out in the, in the Serie A and, of course, the Champions League. Well, this one is a bit tricky because he's not as good as Xavi was, absolutely not. But he actually plays very similarly to Xavi because he himself, Artur, admitted that he he was inspired when Barcelona played and won their first treble. He was actually a kid, so he was inspired by Xavi and Iniesta. So, so he actually obsessed over these two midfielders and he molded his entire career around these two players so he was he was the he was a player born in brazil but he was actually born to play for barcelona so it in when artur is at his best and i think that with the right support of his coach and uh, and a reliable tactical system he's he's likely going to to become one of the world's best midfielders because i i don't know exactly where where he's going to play him but we might see Arthur playing at the in in front of Juve's backline, right uh, rather than in the middle. But no, no matter where where he plays on in the midfield, in the midfield, I think he's going to stand out. Wow! Yeah, that's that's amazing. I'm sure after all the Juve fans see this see this video, I'm sure they're going to be really excited because you gave us so much insight on it. Uh, Rafael, I just wanted to say thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for teaching us about Artur because we really didn't know anything. We hope Pjanic is going to be good for the sake of Serie A so he can uh, be good for Barcelona. But uh, thank you so much. And uh, where could everyone that's listening, where could they find you? Well, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. It's the same It's the same handle everywhere, Rafael age 117 so I really wish the best for Artur and I hope he succeeds at Juve. He's, he's going to be a player that I'm going to support him when, uh, wherever he is because he actually stood out. Uh, is he, he reminds me a bit of the Thiago case. When Thiago left Barcelona to Bayern, I've been watching his entire career and I'm really happy for him. And I think Artur is going to be a huge success at Juve. Thank you and take care, man. I hope Juve is successful with Artur. Wow, thank you so much, Rafael. That was great. Have a good one.